I'm scared to put my family through that again. Um, I almost feel kind of like embarrassed that I had brought my family into something that wasn't forever. And it feels like if I bring them into that again, like, are they going to be like, oh, here Alana goes again. Today's episode, Alana. Today's guest, Alana, has a lot on the line in her new relationship because she has finally found true love. But memories of an old love, well, those continue to haunt her. When we're in a monogamous relationship, we believe that means that there's two people involved. But the real truth is, every relationship consists of thousands of people, perspectives, and pasts. Some of the people, like friends and family, are in our relationship as background noise. But sometimes there are people from our past who are still a part of our present as key players. In these cases, we may find ourselves in involuntary and even unconscious emotional threesomes. Alana is very familiar with the concept of an emotional threesome. She's in one. And as much as it's driving her crazy, it's also on the verge of driving her girlfriend and true love, Daisy, out of her life. So she's got to do something about it. Like now. All of those moments we tried All of those tears that I cried I won't hold on no more I gotta let go and walk out that door What's going on? My name is Sham Boudram. I'm a sex educator and a relationship expert. From Headspace Studios and Frequency Machine, this is Hung Up. This is my time. The Hung Up team got a voice message from Alana about her hang-up around this emotional threesome. Here it is. Hi, my name's Alana. I live in West Hollywood with my amazing girlfriend, Daisy. Daisy and I have been together a little over a year, and it's basically been the best relationship I've ever been in. I feel like I won the lesbian lottery with this one, but my ex, William, has been a constant struggle for us. He and I were engaged at one point, which I eventually broke off because it was the most toxic relationship in so many different ways. And ever since then, I felt that relationship just haunting me. And it feels like he's just a constant presence in my new relationship. I need help moving past that relationship with William so that I can actually move forward with Daisy. As you heard, Alana's past relationship with her ex-fiance William was a tumultuous, traumatic one. And memories from that relationship haunt her, which ultimately affects her relationship with Daisy, creating this emotional threesome which is preventing her from moving forward with Daisy. So... Let's get to the bottom of Alana's hang-up with William, because there's a lot she could lose if we don't. Let's hop on a call with Alana to figure this out. Hi, Alana. How are you? Good. How are you? I love a good love story. It sounds like you're in one right now. Yeah, I feel that way. It feels like a movie. Oh, I love that. Okay, so then take me through the relationship. Um, 
just before the beginning. So I think we tell a lot of relationship stories at when you met, Mm -hmm. but it's also really important to know where you were at when you met. Right before I met Daisy, I had just finally reached a point in my life where I felt like I was ready to get back into a relationship after having kind of a whirlwind of issues with my past. I finally felt like even though I hadn't been completely healed from everything that I went through, I I felt like I was comfortable enough to say, okay, this is who I'm going to be in a relationship and I'm not going to change that for somebody else. The relationship that you're talking about that was the tough one that left you feeling lost Mm -hmm. in the wake of it was with William. Yes. So when I met William, I had just gotten out of a two-year relationship with a female and I had also recently lost my dad. So I was kind of in a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. I was 23 and he was 46 at the time. And we worked together. He came up to me, asked me on a date. And I took a few weeks to kind of decide if I wanted to because I hadn't dated a guy in over five years. I had been only with women at that point. So we went on our first date and we actually really hit it off. And then from there, we kind of just moved really, really quickly. We moved in together about six months into the relationship and then got engaged at around nine months. Mm -hmm. So he wanted the kids, the house, the white picket fence life. And because I was in this relationship with him, I felt like I should be wanting those same things that were on the same page. Um, I wasn't on that same page, but I was trying to fit that mold. And it just felt like, Everything was perfect until it wasn't. Can you tell me more about that? So I started noticing these red flags or signs of him feeling insecure about my sexuality about three months in. And little things like watching a TV show, he would ask me, do you find this actress attractive? It started off as small little arguments and escalated into bigger fights from there. Whenever I would go hang out with a friend, I would come home and be accused of hooking up with them. Oh my gosh. Once I came back from a trip from NorCal, he starts doing my laundry and immediately starts screaming, going crazy, throws his phone and shatters it. And he said, you cheated on me. I looked at your underwear and it's dirty, which means you definitely hooked up with somebody while you were away. And accused me of hooking up with somebody while I was with my friends and family. (laughs) That's foul. Why are you looking at my underwear? Right? So what do you think that was about? I think he was blaming me because he was insecure that I would leave him for a female. And he was projecting those fears and accusing me of doing things I wasn't doing. But the moment that I knew we weren't on the same page is when I had an accidental pregnancy. In that moment, I knew that I didn't want to have a family and William did, like he wanted to have a kid. So I ended up getting an abortion and I could tell that he was super disappointed but I also could see that we really weren't aligned anymore. Mm -hmm. And after literally all of that, Shan, right after this, he proposed. Wow, that's, I'm speechless. I was just shell-shocked. And like, I didn't have time to slow down and think about it. Mm -hmm. So I said yes, and then during the engagement, it was just more fighting and I realized that this wasn't 
the right fit for me. You ended that relationship. Is that accurate? Yeah, I did. I ended it. And when you ended that relationship, you decided to get clear about who you are, what you want, and shorter than you expected through that clarity, you found somebody else that you adore. They love who you are. They respect your boundaries. And you finally feel like you're on the same page. So why are we on this call? So Daisy and I have talked about engagement and like what that would look like for us. And she does want it within the next year and a half, which for me feels very soon. Not because I don't feel like I want it to be with her, but I feel like he's still present in our relationship. And I want to get over this trauma and and move on. And I don't want her to feel like she's waiting forever because at some point, She's not going to wait. Although Alana did leave, you can see how the effects of that trauma have followed her into her relationship with Daisy, who wants to take the next step toward engagement. But Alana just isn't there yet. To be fair, it's hard for Alana to have clarity on her own hang-up around this since she's the one living with it. So I'm interested to hear what the person living with her thinks, since this is affecting her too. I need to talk to Daisy. Hi, Daisy. Hello, Shan. I was able to catch up with Daisy while she's on tour. Like Alana said, she's a musician and she's also British. I mean, what's not to love? So tell me why marriage is so important to you. I think like being part of the LGBT community, you know, marriage wasn't always a thing that you could even do. So I think the fact that now, you know, gay people can get married and it's it's a thing, I think it's important for me to embrace that. I, I want to do it for that reason. And then also if we have kids, it's like, you know, you can love whoever you want and you, you can still be treated the same as like a hetero couple. You can get married, you can do all these things and there's no barriers. Do you feel hopeful that you and Alana can get there? I know she has some insecurities about being engaged And I get it, like, she's hesitant to put herself back in that position. But also at the same time, like, that's something that is important to me. And sometimes it feels like, you know, William still has control in this relationship. Even though I've never even met this guy, it's like, I know it's like this ghost in her head. And and that's hard because I I can't help her with that. What do you think is still haunting her from her past and keeping her stuck and in a place of fear? I think she almost has like PTSD of the like the word and the the feelings associated with engagement. This word should elicit, you know, happy feelings, not nightmare feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it makes me sad that I feel like it is he always going to be in the back of her head whenever she hears this word. Do you feel like at this time, would you feel confident in proposing? I probably wouldn't feel confident in proposing just. I know she has still a lot of trauma around that subject, but also at the same time, like, I don't want to wait forever. Personally, I'm glad Daisy said that so clearly because it's important for Alana to know concretely that her biggest fear has truth to it. Daisy's not going to wait forever. More importantly, that Daisy empathizes with Alana's pain and understands that getting over her fear of engagements will be a big challenge that isn't entirely tied just to her ex, William. So, as soon as I hung up with Daisy, I called Alana to dig deeper. Hi, 
Hi, Alana. Hi, Shan. Okay, Alana, I want to get you caught up. Okay. So in my conversation with Daisy, she highlighted the fact that it's the word engagement that triggers you more than your actual relationship issues with your ex, William. Can you reflect on that for me? Yeah. It's um, anytime the word engagement gets brought up in any conversation, I have a freak out. I like shut down. Like I don't want to talk. I'm not communicating well. I feel like my heart is pounding. My chest is tight. Like I have a brick on top of me. And Daisy calms me down in these moments by just holding my hand and being there for me when I need her. Can you relive the engagement with me? Just so I have a clear picture of like what you went through and what you were feeling, what you were thinking and processing at the time. So the night of the engagement, he said that he was having a friend from New York come into town and we were gonna have dinner and drinks with him. So he was getting all dressed up and I was just gonna go as is, but he asked me to get dressed up too. So put on a dress, did my hair and makeup, and we got to the restaurant and his friend wasn't there. He kept looking at his phone and leaving the table, getting up and sitting down. And I was kind of getting frustrated. I was like, who cares if this friend doesn't show up? Let's enjoy some drinks and just have a good night. But I was feeling kind of frustrated at that point. And he finally said, okay, my friend's upstairs. Let's go upstairs. So we go up the stairs. The room is actually empty and there's just flowers everywhere. I almost like blacked out. I don't really remember what he said. I don't remember what happened. Like at that point, I really, I really don't remember much until we go back downstairs and I see all of my friends and family are there to celebrate. Wow. So why do you think you blacked out in that moment that he proposed to you? Mostly because of shock. I was a little bit confused how he could still propose after everything that we had just went through and all the things that I told you about. Mm. So as soon as I got downstairs and saw my family and friends, I saw the happiness in them for me and I wanted to give that to them. I wanted to make sure that they they enjoyed the night and were celebrating this supposed great thing that just happened. And after losing my dad, it was this moment of joy that I was able to give my mom and my sister and I just wanted to keep that alive. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot to process for a surprise engagement for a relationship where you felt like you were having to stifle who you are. And yeah. also you had to defend who you are constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's exhausting. It was exhausting. That was a really good way to put it. What was so difficult about the proposal? Because the moment itself is hard, but there are so many other moments that follow that. Yeah. It's ending the en- engagement, telling your family that the engagement is over, and the decision about how you feel about marriage going forward. So what about that for you makes you feel like, I just can't do this again? Like, I'm scared to put my family through that again. Oh my gosh, now I'm getting like, kind of emotional. <laughs> um, I almost feel kind of like embarrassed. Mm-hmm. that I had brought my family into something that wasn't forever. And it feels like if I bring them into that again, like, are they going to be like, oh, here Alana goes again. <laughs> like, I don't want them to think that 
that Daisy isn't my forever. When I do propose to her, like, I want them to know that it's for real. I have a feeling that Alana's hang-up isn't about William at all. But more on that when we come back. Alana's been digging deep in our heart-to-heart about her hang-up around her engagement to her ex, William. And through that, she's unearthed the real answer to this hang-up, which you're about to find out. Alana, I want to point out a reflection that I've had. Mm-hmm. During this conversation, what's brought up the most emotion for you, it wasn't your relationship with William. It's your relationship with your family and furthermore, your fear of their judgment. Well, I guess that's the hardest part for me. Afterwards, it was so hard to tell my family. I ended up moving back to my hometown for a little bit and I got my own apartment. I didn't tell anyone. (laughs) Like I just moved there and... I was there and still didn't see my sister or my mom um, because I was embarrassed to tell them. What about ending the engagement made you feel so embarrassed? I didn't want my mom to judge me, but I kind of felt like she would. Okay, let's get clear on this together. So is it William who's haunting your relationship and preventing you from moving forward with Daisy? Or is it a fear of what others will think given the way that things ended with William? You know, I haven't thought too deeply about it until you just said that. I don't want my family to think that this isn't as big as it is. Like, Daisy and I's relationship means, like, the world to me. So I don't want someone to think that it's less than that because I've already had this experience. You've identified that. When we're with somebody else, we often think that it's us and that person. But it's not. There's hundreds of people who are influencing the relationship. And some of those people we've met before, some of those people we've only seen on TV. And of course, there are players who have more of an influence than others. And so who in your family holds more of that influence for you? My mom. I wonder if having a real conversation with your mom, who, correct me if I'm wrong, seems like one of the most important people in your life. Yeah, she is. Do you think it would be helpful for us to talk out a few things from the past with your mom in order to help you move forward with Daisy? I think that that would be something that would help. Have you talked to her about any of this before? No. To be honest, I'm afraid. I still feel like I'm carrying shame about everything that's happened. And a few things that she's said have kind of hurt me and and made me feel scared to, to like, really go there with her. So I think talking with her would be really good. Our experiences have so many layers, but the stories we tell ourselves about our experiences, oh, those are just as layered. Now, some of those layers are how we felt at the time, what we believe other people felt at the time, and what we think all of this means for how those same people will see us going forward. And the thought that the people we cherish the most might redefine us based on our most tragic, un-Instagrammable moments can make us afraid of risk and change. And I'm hoping Alana's mom, Medina, someone who arguably knows Alana better than anyone else, can help Alana see her broken engagement differently. 
So we all hopped on a call to talk it out. Adina with the fly glasses, Alana with the fly hair. You guys look definitely like mother and daughter. I'm seeing it. (laughs) Thank you. Adina, thank you so much for being here. Alana has said so many incredible things about you. Thank you. With that being said, Alana, I'll let you explain. What are we doing here today? Okay. Mom, I'm in love with Daisy and I want to spend the rest of my life with her, Mm -hmm. but like... I have a fear of moving forward and proposing to Daisy because I've made that mistake in the past. But honestly, it's more of a fear of what you're going to be thinking of my choices that you won't believe this engagement with Daisy is real and going to last because I've been engaged before. Well, maybe you're sensitive because I I smiled at you and I said, okay, you said that last time. I wasn't going to bring it up until I felt right, but you brought it up. It's like a fear of like having in the back of your mind, like the comment that you made, like, oh, well, you said this before, so it might not be real, like type of thing when like it means so much more to me than like, like I can even explain. I never want to hurt your feelings, but I know that I do sometimes. Just tell me. And I don't judge you. What my it's job not about is to the judgment. It's about the disappointing you. How would you disappoint me? I'm letting you know that that was my insecurity. I haven't been able to let go of my past because I'm afraid of disappointing you while I let somebody else in. If you're happy, I'm happy. I don't have requirements of your happiness. You have just really beautifully shared to really pacify Alana's fears around your disappointment and you looking down on her for making certain decisions. I want to take it just a tiny inch further because one of Alana's fears, when she thinks back to her engagement with her ex-fiance, she doesn't feel joy for the day. She feels like she knew the day of that this was not her person, this was not her choice. But what she does feel is that there was so much joy from yourself and the family. Alana, Mm -hmm. I was so uncomfortable that whole time. I wasn't very talkative. I thought you knew that I was uncomfortable. I had no idea. It just felt like everything happened so fast. It felt like chaos to me. Is that how it felt to you? Yeah. I just felt like it was, um, ugh. Why do I have to cry every time I talk about it? There's nothing wrong with crying. You know, I cry all the time. I wasn't allowed to cry until I was 40, and then now I cry constantly. I just felt like it was what I was supposed to be doing and not what I, like, truly felt like I needed to. And that after having that experience, like, I could never get that moment back. So it feels almost uncomfortable to think about, like, going through an engagement again, even though I do want that eventually. And I think that that's part of it. It's like you had this fear that if you get engaged again, it won't be the same. But your mom is like, I don't want it to be the same. That was yeah. a shit show. That was chaotic. Um, it feels relieving, honestly, to hear that we did feel the same way. Do you also realize that it's your own decisions that are making you, or own thoughts that are making you feel this way? Because I, I don't have the judgment. I guess I had my own perception of how you felt instead of mm-hmm. talking to you and asking you. So I never really knew so your can you talk thoughts. To me now? 
Okay. I'd like to have these kind of conversations all the time. I'd like you you call me up and say, you know, when I was telling you about my girlfriend and you made that comment, this is how it made me feel. Then I would say, oh, but you don't, you don't tell me those things. You share a lot of your personal stuff on YouTube videos before you tell me. Of all the people on earth, I'm the one that's going to love you unconditionally, no matter what. Adina, I have a question. Okay. I wonder if you've ever felt what Alana is feeling before. Because when you've gone through something as difficult as the end of an engagement, it is so tough to trust yourself again because you made that decision once and it didn't go well. And as a result, going forward, you can carry a lot of fear. That was what happened when I got divorced. I had horrendous fears, horrible fears of everything that could possibly go wrong, that I would make the wrong choice. And I finally made that choice to get divorced when I felt so empty and I would rather live in my car than to stay one more moment in that relationship. And I was terrified and I left. So you need to face all of your fears every day. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to hurt you. I love you more than anything. By doing that, you showed me the power that you have as a mother, choosing what's best for you and your daughters, even if it feels hard or scary. You also showed me a lot on how, what you can do on your own because you made the life that you wanted to have. And I learned how to be so independent mm -hmm. from it. I'm just really grateful to be here. I'm grateful to listen. And also, I just felt there was so much gratitude exchange between the two of you. I feel like this conversation gave me clarity in a lot of ways. And it lifted off this weight of feeling like my mom was judging me or that she wanted certain things for my life. Yeah. It lifted off that stress that I put on myself. Yeah, don't don't put it back. So are you going to propose to your girlfriend? I just was wondering if maybe that was happening tomorrow and you didn't tell Okay, me. not tomorrow, but <laughs> I would say within like the next year, though, if I'm being honest. Okay, well, just tell me before you do it on YouTube, okay? Okay, it won't be on YouTube first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I would say that was a successful call. The breakthroughs didn't just happen for Alana, but how that call ended was the most telling. We actually got an idea of when Alana might propose to Daisy. And most importantly, there was no hint of fear behind that statement. Let's see if that holds up. I caught up with Alana and Daisy a week or so after that call with Adina and before Alana joined Daisy on tour. <laughs> I'm gonna be like talking on the bus every yeah like every couple week. weeks she'll yeah come but I told her to prepare herself because it's me <laughs> and like ten guys on this tour bus so I wanted to get them in the same room on this call to see if Daisy noticed that same substantial shift in Alana that I picked up on after the call with her mom. We've been talking a lot about our engagement and stuff and like when we want that and yes. <laughs> But I think that response right there from Alana gives you a pretty good idea of how far she's come. So, Daisy, I know what I think, but you're the one whose opinion and perception matters the most. So, do you think Alana has truly moved on from her fear of failure around that last engagement? Yeah, it feels like there's, like, no, like, animosity around the conversation or, like, it just feels like we can just talk about it and it's, like, 
good vibes and no much stress. And like now yeah. I feel like we can actually be excited about it instead of thinking about the issue that I was having. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just like good, good vibes when we talk about it. And it is definitely happening soon. <laughs> yes. Um, I've noticed a big difference with my mom and Daisy. I feel like they've become closer themselves. I feel like my mom really puts an effort to get to know Daisy even more. She's got her Christmas gifts and so like made a hat for her. That was super sweet. I just see that she's putting in the effort to really get to know Daisy because she knows how serious I am about this. Oh, that is so good to hear. Okay. Can I get updates on this love story? You know that I'm obsessed with a good romantic tale. (laughs) Yes, of course. And if your story leads either of you onto one knee. I'll make sure everyone knows before I put it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like I said off the top, we often think it's just us and one other person in a romantic relationship. But there are so many other people who influence our bonds, and we need to name them, address them, and then decide if their contribution to our stories are helping or holding us back, even if that person is a ghost. What Alana discovered through this process is that the ghost of her ex, William, was not just causing her pain, it was casting shadows and distorting elements of her relationship with Daisy, their future together, and even her relationships with her family. Adina helped Alana to move past that by not only reassuring her daughter that she could never disappoint her, but also by sharing her own fears too. Acceptance and permission to be who you are is what we all deserve in our relationships. And in Alana's new chapter, only people who offer her this are allowed real estate in her life and love life. Though Alana resolved her hang-up around her fears of an engagement, Not every story we share is going to have that same clean-cut ending. And that's okay. People's hang-ups are as individual as the processes they need to move past them. Alana did not share the details of how she would propose to Daisy, but she did say they would update me when it all goes down. And, like Adina, who Alana promises will not be seeing it first on YouTube, I'll be just as happy to celebrate the magic that is Alana and Daisy. Next time on Hung Up, you've heard of an on-again, off-again relationship. How about one that lasted 18 years and has involved heartbreaks and even jailbreaks? I did get arrested for this. I say this is when things started to take a major turn for the worse. Yes, it's a roller coaster. So can our guest Yolanda finally get off the ride? Find out on the next episode of Hung Up. If you or someone you know is hung up after a breakup, we want to hear from you. Email us at hungup at frequencymachine.com. And if you like the show, spread the word. Reaching more people means helping more people. And don't forget to hit follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Hung Up is a production of Headspace Studios and Frequency Machine. It is produced by Caroline Slaughter and Rachel Borders for Frequency Machine and Danny Carissimi for Headspace Studios. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohen, and Baron Farmar for Headspace Studios and Dominique Ferrari, Stacey Book, Avi Glajanski, and Sarah Heppela for Frequency Machine. 
It is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sham Boudram. Audio engineering and technical magic from Jared Brady. Editing, sound design, and post-production wizardry by the amazing Julian Kwasniewski and Bay Area Sound. Development at Headspace Studios was led by Leah Sutherland. And special thanks to Adam Krasner. Until next time.